What is up, everybody? Welcome to Bench Chatter, the common man's NBA podcast. We're coming at you on this beautiful Sunday night to recap a little bit of uh, action that has happened in the past couple days in the NBA, as well as the upcoming free agent market that starts tomorrow, Noah. How are you feeling about free agency? It's one of my favorite times of the year. I mean, how could you not love free agency, Colin? You're just staring at Twitter, hoping to get a Woj notification of the next big bomb. Um, I personally love free agency. I can't wait for it to start tomorrow. Dude, I, it's so funny to me like how free agency as a media consumer has changed throughout our lives. Like I remember like the hottest free agent market that has ever happened uh, in 2010 when LeBron and Wade and Bosch decided to go, there were just some massive names on the board. And I remember I would wake up every single day and just like read the newspaper of like what was going on. <laughs> and I would like sit and just like watch Sports Center every single day and have uh Chris oh what was in Brichette? Chris he's like whack now. Like nobody respects him. Um, but he like, used to be ESPN's guy and he had like all the hot tips and I would just listen to people bullshit for hours. It was awesome. Oh, Chris Broussard. And that was just all on my Twitter feed. Yeah, Chris Broussard. He's yeah, an F1 now. Or Fox Sports. <laughs> yeah. You, um, but yeah, no, now it's all on Twitter. You're getting the texts, you're getting the group me messages. It's a blast. It's a blast. I think it's so much fun. Wow. But that's not where we're going to start, Noah. We're going to start with the biggest news that broke, which is obviously Russell Westbrook heading to L.A. to join A.D., LeBron, and they have formed a new big three to take on presumably the uh, the Nest big three. And no initial reactions, uh, not even considering what the Wizards got, just Russ is in LA. How, how, how do you feel? What does that look like? Um, I think I think when we talk about this trade, Con, we kind of have to compare it to the other trade rumor that was literally catching fire earlier in the day, which was a combination of either Kyle Kuzma, Montrezl Harrell, or KCP to the Kings for Buddy Heald. Mm-hmm. Um, just right off the bat, Con. Who who would you like to see more on the Lakers, Buddy Heald or Russell Westbrook? Well, and so we've discussed this. I've talked with some other people about it. And initially, I like the prospect of Buddy Heald to the Lakers way more. We're talking about a guy who is a 20-point scorer per game on the Kings. And it's not as though the Kings aren't atrocious teams. Were they great? No. Um, but he was great. And he's a phenomenal three-point shooter, which is what you need when you have LeBron and AD. He's you not, don't need somebody. He's not just a phenomenal three-point shooter, Colin. Buddy Heald is literally one of the best three-point shooters ever. And that's not even, like, an exaggeration. No. Like, his clip. So, his percentage is actually a bit down this year. But on 10 threes a game, he was shooting 39%. 10 threes a game? That means That's, that he's putting up some garbage threes too. Don't give him the only like the open shots that LeBron and AD can create from. Yeah, I'm gonna that number goes back up to like forty five percent, which is where he's been. 
actually, uh, let me correct that. 43% was his career high. We seem to have lost Noah. Uh, huh? And I will take this time to recite Shakespeare. I'm here. Oh, no, you're back. <laughs> you're here. Yeah, um, yeah so were you, are you a bigger fan of Buddy Heald, Colin, than Russell Westbrook? Would you rather see them make that move? Well, so the, the point that was brought up to me, and maybe you made this. Uh, I don't want to steal your take. You, you can elaborate on it if it's yours. Westbrook can carry a team in the regular season. We, we've seen that happen time and time again. Mm-hmm. If LeBron and AD can like load management up during the regular season, play 60 games, just be healthy as dick by the time the playoffs roll around, then that makes a lot of sense to me, you know, because clearly they were both hampered. You know, I, I think a healthy LeBron and a healthy AD probably gets past that Suns team that they took to six games because they're just that good. So now you bring in a guy that, yes, uh, there are times where he's going to shoot 10% from the field on 20 attempts. Yeah, yeah, that that, that will happen. But he's also going to win you games. He's going to play make. And in the regular season, he is just a – a monster to get you to where you inevitably want to be with a healthy team in the playoffs, and then I think they can work from there. That's kind of so. Mm-hmm. I, I think in a vacuum, in a, a singular game, I might like Buddy Heal better for that team. Uh, but what Russ provides over the course of 82 games in the playoffs is invaluable. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. I do think Russ will easily um, help the Lakers in the regular season. Uh, they had a pretty rocky season, Con um, coming off winning the championship. You know yeah. that was already an elongated playoff run, um, and it felt like their off season wasn't very long at all. And AD like basically AD basically spent most of the year either injured, Colin, or just trying to play catch up, getting back to where he was the previous year before. And that's where I think Russ helps a lot, Con. Uh, I think Russ and AD are going to be a very beautiful pairing together. Um, yeah. I don't know how they're going to play when all three of them are on the floor, how well they will, but I, what I do know is they're going to be dangerous in transition, Colin. And mm-hmm. as we know, Colin, when Russ has the ball, people back off of him, right? Because they're expecting him to drive to the rim, right? Yeah. So that's like that's five pairs of eyes that are all focused on Russ, waiting for him to do what they know he's going to do. And Russ is a good enough passer to call him to where you can't really afford to do that on the Lakers, um, against the Lakers. Um, yeah. Davis last year, Colin, actually had his he had his lowest shot frequency percentage at the rim of his career. Um, it was down 10% even from the se- season before. And he also had his highest mid-range frequency which um, of his career. And he was assisted on less of those mid-rangers than ever before. So he was trying to really get things done last year with not a lot of help. And I think Westbrook actually aids in all of those um, areas. I think he helps reel Davis in both on the court and off the court for the upcoming year. And I think he just makes his life a whole lot easier because he get, he's getting to play with one of the most talented big men we've ever seen, Colin. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, the other reason I do like Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook's not a young guy by any means. Obviously, AD is in the prime of his career. But Russell Westbrook's going to be 33. LeBron's going to be 36. 
36 this next year? 37? I think 36. Yeah, 36 years old. Yeah. So, Russ will be 33. I mean, the three years, like, Russ probably still has another three years of being pretty darn good at basketball before he we really like see him decline. Like, he's still been pretty explosive. Um, he's definitely, like, revamped his game since, like, 2016 when he was like, fuck it, like, all rebound and be the assist leader and maybe get a scoring title or two. Um, so I, I think that they set themselves up for a window after LeBron if he chooses to leave. Because contractually, I, I believe this... Does he have two more years? LeBron? I think he has two more years. Yeah. 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 So you have kind of a backup plan if LeBron leaves then. Like, you know, you, you have these guys in place. So I like it. Um, yeah, I think that Buddy Heald provides a lot that Russ doesn't, but I think that Russ provides a lot that Buddy doesn't. And mm-hmm. Russ is one of my favorite players in the league, Noah. So I'm <laughs> yeah. happy I for I know him. you love Russ. Um, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see this team play con. They're, regardless yeah. of anything we know the lakers are going to be so fun to watch next year seriously i actually i have a wait, i have it? a little trivia for you Carl. so the top oh, four highest paid players on the lakers one is russ at 47 mil two is lebron at 41 mil three is ad at 38 mil can you guess who the fourth highest paid player on the team is right now Um, and they don't have many I'm guys sure signed. Andre Drummond does not have a contract next year, right? No. Yeah, no. He's not bought out. Um, is it Caruso? No, him and Taylor Horton Tucker are also free agents. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to be I, honest, Con. Uh, he, oh, oh. he didn't play last year. Or the year before. No! <laughs> it's Luol Deng! It's Luol Deng at number four so making funny. five million. <laughs> oh my god. Does that actually... That isn't counting if they're capped though, right? No. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's so funny to me. How many... Wait, he signed a five-year contract and played... This is his last right? year. Yeah. <laughs> Luol Deng's goaded. People, so, oh, he was so good in Chicago. I loved him. Yeah. Yeah, Luol Deng's a really yeah. good guy. He's one of my favorite basketball players. But um, looking past this con, you know, the Lakers did make this move, but they're yeah. far from being a complete team. Um, I'll just go through some of the guys that are rumored that the Lakers want or that want to go to the Lakers and um, just give me, like, your first thought impressions yeah. of how you like them on the team. Um, so... First off, the Lakers have been rumored with Carmelo. Um, what do you think about Carmelo on the Lakers? That's incredibly stupid. <laughs> no. Okay. Ye- Next question. All right. Did, the Lakers- did you entertain that idea at all? No, I think Carmelo's going there. Uh, uh, I think that's kind you of think fast. He's, he's like actually coming to LA? Yeah. Why? What do you mean? Banana boat. What do you... What do you mean? What do I mean? 
Why do you need a washed up Carmelo Anthony on a Three team pointers. that already has? Melo's not a good shooter anymore. Hey, he's not like, afraid to shoot, that, though. He's not afraid to shoot. Yeah, okay, that's not, that was not what I said, though. I said he's not a good shooter. <laughs> oh, shit. He actually shot 41% this last year. Oh, I said that, that probably had oh, was going okay, yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh. All right, maybe. Um, all right so Carmelo, uh, I like the thought of him on the Lakers. I think he's going to go there just because he wants to play LeBron. Um, they've also been rumored with Rudy Gay gone. How do you feel about that? Um, yeah, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, I'm eating this mouth take. I'm looking at his stats from last year, yeah. He did yeah, shoot 42% I, from the field and the 41 from three, which ooh. is ooh. interesting. Um, he but, provides a nice yeah. layer of versatility to them, though. Yeah, I... I feel, yeah. I feel like I'd rather go with a more defensively inclined player like a Rudy Gay than to go with an extra scoring option, but oh, I mean, they're getting both. he's going to shoot 41% from three. Yeah. Alright, um, so... yeah, I, Actually, I really like Rudy Gay. I think yeah, that's a, so do a I. very good pickup. Um, veteran guy. They've been rumored, Colin, with one of our favorite um, players from last year. Um, the Duke, Wayne Ellington. Rumored to be interested in joining the Lakers. How do you feel about that? The Duke. I I love it. We were yes. talking about, you know, you need three-point shooting. <laughs> Poor man, buddy heel. Sir Wainathan. Yeah, that's pretty much what he is. Yeah. We've gone back to the Wayne Ellington stat page, right? Because he's been like a really good three-point shooter for like a decade now. And I feel like I really didn't know who he was until this year. Yeah, I couldn't really tell yeah, you where he was got... before this year and where he's been at. <laughs> All right, quick trivia for you. Know how many teams do you think Wayne Ellington has played on? Eight. Just nine. Yep. Jesus. Who was he on before teams. the Pistons? The Knicks. He played 36 games in 2019. Good for you, Wayne. The year before, he was actually in Miami for three years, got traded in the middle of the season to Detroit, and then came back to Detroit. And then before that, he was Brooklyn, Lakers, Mavericks, Cleveland, Memphis, Minnesota. Jesus, journeyman right there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I like the thought of Wayne Ellington on the team, Colin, just a pure three-point shooter. Um, seems like it makes a little too much sense. Um, this last guy, yeah, Colin, he hasn't so. really been reported, but if he's willing to join the Lakers on a pay cut, I think Patty Mills on this team, Colin. Ooh. Yeah, I feel like Patty Mills can go and get, like, 15 mil, you know? Does he want to win? I, like, at so like... They're just wanting to win and taking like ten million dollars off the table. You know, want to win? When like you could? I, you tell me. I mean, if somebody's like, "Hey, we'll give you five mil and you'll be on like a top four team in the NBA," or we'll give you fifteen mil and you can be on the Raptors. Hmm. I I take the fifteen mil. 
<laughs> yeah, I think I think the fifteen too. Like no offense, I like winning, but I also I was like ten million dollars. But um, yeah, we've seen the typical finals LeBron team um, con. They're usually filled with veterans that he likes. And then I think if the Lakers could get both Talon Horton Tucker and Alex Caruso back, I think they're a nice youth infusion to a team that will be filled with yeah. veterans. And they only need like four to five guys really con, and I think this team could be um, looking pretty dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I think it's going to be a roller coaster. I would not be surprised at all if the Lakers start off and win like nine of their first ten games and then mm-hmm. at some point in the middle of the season just like wheels come off just like by the nature of who they are, injury potential what Russell Westbrook brings to a team and then just constantly like revamping this team. I mean it has just been a revolving door. You know since since LeBron joined the Lakers in 2019, how many of those players do you think are still on the Lakers? This will be the None. Fourth season. Well, okay, well, okay. Well, all right. Well, LeBron is still on the team now. Yeah. Not. Okay. So, Just LeBron. So that's at least the one there. Um. So I'm actually I don't know the answer either. I'm gonna get okay. three. Cool. All right. All right <laughs> my computer is freezing. I'll come back to you on that one. I love trivia. I love trivia too. Um, does this um, trade call? Yeah, I, I think it is just LeBron. That's why I said it. Where does where does this trade push the Lakers to in the West? Con just make a way too early prediction. Are they favorites in the West to come out? Where where do you think they are at? Yeah, they're they're already the favorites to come out, like even beforehand. All right, I'm so, excited to see the new yeah, Lakers. I think it. Yeah, but, uh, um, and no, you were correct. Um, if if Alex Caruso comes back it'll be two <laughs> uh but we do have to talk about this trade from the wizard side con um they received kyle kuzma katavius caldwell pope and montrez mm-hmm. harrell plus the number 22 pick um what did you think about this haul con um i mean harrell's a nice piece i it, they essentially traded john look. wall they turned john wall into these three guys basically yeah, and they got some hype out of Russ and, and Brad Beal. And they've made the commitment to Brad Beal, you know? Mm-hmm. they That is going to be their guy in the future. So, <clears throat> that, you get that out of it. But, look, Caldwell Pope is a player. <laughs> that is, is fine. He's a body. He's fine, but, yeah, exactly. That's kind of how I look at him. He's a body. He's in. He's a nice piece, but like he's not doing anything for you. You're not getting anything out of KCP in terms of building for the future. Um, you know, like his best season, he played on some like not bum ass Detroit teams, but like pretty bum Detroit teams that were like under 500. He put up like <laughs> 14 and a half on 42 percent shooting from the field. <laughs> So, like, you know, and he's not doing anything in the way of assists or rebounds. So he's really just out there as a scoring option. Whatever. Kuzma, I think, is the most interesting piece for them. Um, 
Kuzma is a guy that has had a very interesting career. When he was drafted, uh, 29th overall by the Lakers, it was the same draft as Lonzo. He was kept over Lonzo for a reason, you know? He, he looked yeah, really promising. The guy one. can definitely score. Well, he was kind of hot. He was kind of a hot name. No, I, I get that. But, like, they, they chose to continue to build, like, let him be a part of the team, give him minutes. The guy can score. And clearly, like, this last season, like, two seasons, has he taken a back seat in scoring? Yeah. So, it'll be nice to see what he can do on the Wizards. Like, I think he'll have more freedom to show. Um, I don't expect too much um, out of it. And then the 24th pick was nice. Um, clearly, they didn't want to play Russ. They wanted to start the rebuild a little bit. I don't know who else is buying Russ, you know? Like, that's a heavy mm-hmm. contract. And he's just kind of like a, an odd fit for a lot of teams. So, I, I like it. You know, they got something for it. And you, you move on. Russ Does it are for a year. Does it push the Wizards any further, Colin, or are they still just that number 10 seed that is fighting for a playoff spot? Oh, they're, I mean, you're worse off without Russell Westbrook. Yes, <laughs> yes. clear to me. <laughs> um, Fantasy-wise, no. Colin, do we see all three Lakers go in the first round this year? Does that hurt Russ's value, or do you think it helps him? Um, do you think he'll still be getting those triple-doubles? No, I, I, I'm going to go no, because LeBron's a big assist guy, AD is a big boards guy. Um, actually, honestly, if anything, he'll, he'll stick with the rebounds. I think the assists are going to be harder to come by for him now that he's in LA. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so where are we taking Kuzma now, Colin? The second round or the third round? Why are you drafting him so low? Oh, I'm first taking round. one one, dude. Oh, yeah, Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, no, literally 1-1, one, one, yeah. He's going to put up 40 this year. Where are the odds you do that if you get the number one pick? Zero. No, do a number range. Let's do it. All right. Uh, I'll give you 1 through 50. <laughs> 3, okay. 2, 1, 42. Ooh, okay. <laughs> well, you are you lost anyways. <laughs> you're right. a little that's um, close. <laughs> so close. Very close. Uh, all right, let's move on from this trade. Let's start to talk about free agency. Let's Not a great it. class, Noah, by no. any means, but it is a class nonetheless. Um, I think let's start off. Uh, Noah, the way I kind of view this free agency is there are no superstars really on the market. Kawhi and... Well, well, we'll get to the other guy. Kawhi, we think, is going to resign with the Clippers. Yeah, he opted out day. to get more and, money. I call Yeah, it. exactly, which makes sense. Yeah, we, we talked about this. That was a done deal. Yeah, he deserves more money, big contract. Mm-hmm. Now, Noah, Chris Paul was due $44 million this season, mm-hmm. and he opted out of that, mm-hmm. which was a shock to me. I see no reason as to why Chris Paul would not go back to Phoenix after the season they just had. Um, what kind of a contract is 36-year-old Chris Paul getting? Uh, right now, Colin, the rumors are that he is willing to go back to Phoenix on a three-year, $90 million um, contract. Still making $30 million a year, still a max player. Um, and I think this move is actually to help out Phoenix, Colin. I think he, I think he sees a lot in that team, and... 
you know, he's the main catalyst for that team, but he's also giving them a bit of a discount because um, he knows that they still need a couple other pieces to truly be that championship team, Con. And I think it would be absolutely heartbreaking for Phoenix to lose Chris Paul, Con, because if they weren't to get Paul back, Con, I think they're, you know, right back at being a fringe playoff team, really. If they don't get Chris Paul back. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I think that's a take. I, I think that Chris, uh, Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden definitely stepped up this year in terms of how they have played. Chris Paul, the Chris Paul effect is a thing for a reason. Um, but yeah, Chris Paul at 36 years old, unlike Patty Mills, 10 mil doesn't necessarily mean as much to him for who he is, what his career has been. I think he is just looking for the ring. Get compensated for how good he is, but that makes sense to me. Yeah. Side, you're paying Chris Paul till he's 39, man. Yeah, that's a little double-edged sword there, Con. <laughs> he's been historically pretty healthy, though. So he was only Not kept on out of Not on COVID stuff. Yeah, seriously. But yeah, I like I like no Chris Paul. My desk is wood. <laughs> Mine is. Ikea. Uh, I probably not <laughs> It's made out of Swedish meatballs. Like plastic. Yeah. Mm. The Swedish chef is in the house. <laughs> um, Alright, so that's Chris Paul, that's Kawhi. We have, I think in my opinion, the next best player on the board, Kyle Lowry, mm-hmm. who is going to be 30, 36 this next season, but, again, clearly can be a top guard in the NBA, helped lead the Raptors to that championship, continually puts up phenomenal assist numbers the guy can score to, and rumors are that he's headed to the Heat. Yeah, he's going to be one of the most sought-after people in this class, Colin. Um, You know, I I like the thought of Miami um, for Kyle Lowry, Colin. They're in the market for a perimeter shot creator and a playmaker, and I think he's a perfect fit. And I think the Heat are kind of an ideal fit for him, too. Um, They got the cash to throw at him. And Jimmy Butler is also one of his best friends. Um, I think that's a little um, gone under the light a little bit. but um, Really? Yeah, he is. Um, Did not know that. Do any of the other options for him there, Con, seem more tantalizing than um, Miami? Like, the Pelicans said they were willing to throw a max at him, Con, hoping that, you know, they can do the same kind of thing the Suns just did, where they get a veteran point guard in and he kind of makes everything click. Um, But I don't think the Pelicans are as appetizing as the Heat are. I think the Heat are a lot closer to winning a championship. And I also think the Knicks are in the contest for Lowry, but... Why would Lowry join a worse team in the East if he could join the Heat? Um, do you see any other spot yeah. making sense, Con? Yeah, both of them in Chicago. I don't think it'll happen, but, you know, we, we are in the market for a point card. I think we're, we're going to go for a different guy on this list. No, I, I see no reason as to why he wouldn't want to go to Miami. You know, it's a nice team. They're clearly, we're on the brink of a, a championship, if you want to call it that. You know, they took that Lakers team to six without some of their best players. They just cleared up some cash. They uh, did not pick up the team option on Andre Iguodala. It would have cost them $50 million. 
record. I, I don't think anybody would uh, argue with that one. Andre, at this point in his career, definitely not worth 50 mil. They did pick up uh, Dragic's contract for next year, so he will be 19 mil on the books. So you're looking at a starting rotation that... roughly. Go ahead. So I, I think they picked that Dragic option up, Colin, because I think they're going to trade him. Um feasibly looking at the Heat's salary cap, they have 27 mil available, Colin, but that's before Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, and that was before they picked up Goran Dragic's um, option. And Duncan Robinson's going to get a nice payday, Colin. So I think Kendrick Nunn's leaving, and I think Dragic might be too if they want to sign Lowry. Interesting. Because how much do you think Duncan Robinson's going to get? He's easily probably going to get like 18, right? Like, whatever Burton's got two seasons ago, I think that's easy what you would pay Duncan Robinson. Oh, I don't know about 18. I was thinking somewhere in the 12 to 15 range. Really? I, I think I a team, will, he's a restricted. Overpay him. Yeah. Okay. I think. Oh, so, oh, that's So, sucks. I'm hoping teams run the money up on him. They're going to. Yeah, because, I mean, he's, he's a guy calling that option. he could play for all 30. All 30 teams will make room for Duncan Robinson in the rotation. Yeah, I would want a career 42% point <laughs> shooter as well. Yeah. That that makes some sense. Um, yeah, I, that's tough to pay him 18 mil. The role he fills out, that role is necessarily worth 18. Um, but they'll, they'll spend the money. We've seen that happen. So then they trade Dragic to open up the money. They get Duncan. So you're looking at a starting five of Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy, Bam, and somebody else off the market. Bring back like? Kelly Olynyk. I honestly, that might be a move, but I think <laughs> Kelly's going to demand too much money. Yeah, they, we could just see them start Tyler Hero at the two as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, D- Duncan is listed as a small forward first. Uh, I think that he definitely fits the shooting guard build a little bit yeah. better. Yeah, Jimmy, um, Jimmy and Bam really can erase a lot on the defensive end. It's yeah. where they can afford guys like Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero to both be on the floor. Yeah, and Miami made a very big deal about keeping Tyler Hero after yeah. last season, not trading him. Could have got him for James Harden. He, yeah. <laughs> that was so stupid. Um, yeah, so I like Kyle to the heat. But does um? I don't so, see him going anywhere else. So and just well, a brag, Colin. Like five times about it. Just a brag, Colin. We did call Scotty Barnes um, picking up traction to the Raptors, but you know we won't we won't flex too much. But um, do you think that the Raptors? maybe know something that we don't, like Kyle Lowry's already said he's going to come back since they didn't take Jalen Suggs' call? Or do you think they have something in mind there? I mean, what you could have in mind is that Scotty Barnes is a generational athlete, and okay. he can pick up the scoring. And I say that not, not that Suggs isn't athletic as, as I'll get out, but like the build that Scotty Barnes has ha- has his basketball IQ, the way he can cover the floor on defense. I mean, those things are pretty invaluable. And maybe in their minds, P- Pascal Siakam 
and Fred Van Fleet can get to an elite scoring level again. Well, Fred's never been there. Siakam gets to an elite scoring level, and they just kind of start to rebuild. More of a retool, if that makes sense, than a rebuild. Are you you excited? Are you excited to see Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., OG, Siakam, Scotty Barnes lineups? I like that lineup a lot. Or do you think they drafted Scotty Barnes as Pascal Siakam insurance because they're going to trade Siakam for Ben Simmons? That would be insane. That would be insane. Just a thought. I would actually like that. (laughs) I would like that. So would I. That would make some sense to me. That would make some sense. Ooh. Oh, it's hot up in Toronto right now. Ooh-wee. All right. Then the the next thing I want to talk about, he's going to his first All-Star game this year. Uh, At the age of 34, Mike Conley is hitting the markets after getting a pretty big contract last time around when things opened up in 2016, signed a pretty fat deal, and now has been on a Utah team. That boy had the uh, the best record in the NBA last year. Yeah, um, I think some news broke out yesterday, Colin, that um, Conley's reportedly going to stay in Utah on a three-year, sixty million dollar deal. Um, really cutting the Jazz some slack here, Colin. He's age thirty-three. Yeah, um, through through three-year contract, making twenty mil. Um, that's fantastic value back on Mike Conley for the season he just had, Colin. Yeah. Wow. Really? Wow. Wow. I would. I thought he was going to stay put at the 30 mil. I saw no reason as to why he would leave Utah. Um, that situation was awesome. He seems to really enjoy it out there. And obviously, they're hoping to contend, and they have let Mike Comfy know that he's a big part of that. But wow. Yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy to me that they would. He would accept that contract. But makes sense. I'm excited for Utah next year. I uh, love Donovan Mitchell. Rudy is Rudy. Um, and Bojan and Joe Ingles are some of the most uh, underrated. Well, more Bojan than Joe Ingles, but a fourth and fifth guys in the rotation. Mm-hmm. All right, so we now hit the first name that we don't really know where this guy's going on, and that's DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Obviously, um, Chase out of... You go. You take the DeMar talk. You start it there. So, so, I think last week he had an interview with someone, Colin, um, where he was discussing, like, he was at the... He was basically saying, you know, he's at the point in his career where winning is more than money. Um, means more than money to him at this point. You know, he's gone and had his big contracts, Colin. He's, um, he's looking to win now. And that really opens up his window to teams that he could join, Colin. And it really just depends, you know, how hard he's tipping that scale of winning versus money and how, how much money he's willing to give up if it means he has a better chance at a championship. And mm-hmm. there's um there's a lot of options he has here, Colin. He's, he's going to be one of the most sought-after free agents. And right off the bat, I thought the Knicks made, like, too much sense um, for him to go to if he wanted the payday and the opportunity to still be a one-two guy um leading a team con but clearly the knicks aren't getting him as close to a championship as some of the other teams could get him um 
No. Where Where do you think your ideal DeMar DeRozan landing situation is, Colin? We've talked about it. You know where I want him to go. <laughs> I don't know I why I even I want him next asked. to Luca. I want him <laughs> next to Luca. I want to see what he does. Stay in Texas. I I think it's a nice move for the Mavs. Get them a clear score, like second scoring option. Um, I think that the Mavs are a much more competitive team than the Knicks will be uh, this upcoming season. And I think, you know, he's going to be 32 this year. So probably got another two, three years of, you know, being able to play it in all-star caliber level. And I'd like to reiterate that I firmly believe that DeMar DeRozan should have been an all-star this year. Uh, The gentleman put up 22 a game with seven assists, four boards, shot 50% from the field. I like those numbers. I guess that's okay. Um, if you're the Mavs, Con, how much are you offering him? Um, I think that, so, this current year, he was making just about 27 mil. And I, I, would, I would give him a, a three-year, $75, 80000000 million deal. I think that's where I would put him at. So maybe a little bit lower or just where he's at right okay. now. Okay. Okay. I think that's I reasonable. Consider, I don't think he would take a two-year deal, but I, I would prefer to give him a two-year deal. Yeah, so would I. Um, just knowing, you know, we don't really know how DeMar DeRozan's going to age, but um, I do like him to the Mavericks, Con. Do you think... Yeah. Um, Who's your number two on the list of most likely place you think DeMar DeRozan would go? Most likely places he goes. I think the Mavs seem to be a clear option. I think he could go back to San Antonio. Um, oh, that would be so boring. Because he's been there. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he'll do that. Um, yeah, the Knicks just seem like they have the money to go get somebody, and I don't think any of these other players want to go to the Knicks. So. Yeah, he'll get an offer from them. Who knows if that's where he wants to go. Um, outside of that, I think that things start to make less sense uh, for, his, for his goals and team's goals. Um, like, maybe... No, I was going to say the Blazers, but they are going to blow it up. So, yeah. no, he's not going to go to the Blazers. And I, I don't know if that would make too much sense. Like, I'm, I'm kind of struggling to find a team that I think fits. I think a very, a very dark horse team, Con. I don't know how they will acquire him, but just watch out for the Clippers. I think the Clippers want DeMar Okay, I was actually thinking that. that yeah, I, I, yeah. Saw, I saw a report talking about how they think DeRozan could help fill in some of the gaps while Kawhi misses the majority of the year. Um, but as we talked about in our offseason playing con, they don't have no fucking no money. money. So I don't know how they would get him, but just watch out for that. Yeah, and I mean, he's an LA guy, so I, I'm sure he would love to be there. Like, those mm-hmm. rumors were there and have always been there that, you know, he would like to go to Los Angeles and play some basketball. So... And uh, thematically, that makes sense. 
Who would yeah, you have liked to see more of the Lakers, Colin? DeMar DeRozan or Russell Westbrook? Um, well, I don't like the Lakers. So, this is kind of like whoever I say is like actually the other guy. Um, I think, you know, truly I think that Russell Westbrook makes more sense for them. Um, okay, I don't so think DeMar DeRozan. The needs another mid-range guy. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't, right. I don't think DeMar makes a lot of sense. I really Who's think next? DeMar goes to the Mavericks. Okay. I I think he does too, and I think if they strike out on DeMar DeRozan, Norman Powell's going there. Yeah. All right, uh, after this, so those were kind of the all-stars. Do you want to hit Depot? I mean, uh, Victor Oladipo at this really. point <laughs> is a shell I, of himself. I think he's going to take a one-year flyer in Miami, um, just like a prove-it contract, you know? And what, like make like five mil? I think mil? I think I think he would make like nine point eight. Um which you know isn't great for a player of his caliber. He could have had a hundred mil from the Pacers, let's just remember that. Um I remember. But yeah, I I don't know who wants him at this point, Ton, really. He's more risk than yeah. reward at this point. He seems like a guy that the Knicks are just gonna True. Just yeah, he'll probably end up with the Knicks. Oh my god, he'll play yeah. twenty-four games for them next year. Yeah, he just broke him, and then like um, from like the stretcher, he'll be like, "Hey, the Thunder, will you take me? Do you like your team? <laughs> we'll give you a first-round pick to go back to the Thunder." Um, all right, I have a list of guys that I would like to talk about. Um, they kind of vary in where their career paths are. The first one is, I think, the most interesting name uh, on this whole list, and that's Spencer Dinwiddie. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that was on those just grit-and-grind Nets teams that they more or less turned over the whole roster into what they have now. But a bunch of very solid guys that proved that they belong this league. And Spencer Dinwiddie sat out this last year uh, with a season-ending injury. So we haven't seen play in a couple since really 2020. But in 2020, he was a 20-point scorer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he had seven assists a game. Yeah, I really like Spencer Dinwiddie just as a player, Colin. Um, I think he fits on just about every team in the league. But um, right now, Colin, the hot... He's respected. He's expected to receive interest from the Nets, Knicks, Heat, and Raptors. Um, but a report that's been gaining a lot of traction over the last couple days is that Spencer Dinwiddie is interested in joining the Wizards on a sign-and-trade deal, um, potentially sending Spencer Dinwiddie to the Wizards, Colin, and Davis Bertans back to the Nets. Wow. Whew. I like that both ways. So do I. Um, in the, for that the Wizards, it gives sense. them it gives them a point guard to pair next to Brad Beal. Mm-hmm. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie isn't that worried about getting his own shot, Colin. I think he's a playmaker first, but he is very capable of scoring. Yeah. And then you know, so they'd have a starting lineup looking like Dinwiddie, Beal, Denny Avdia, Rui. I don't even know who would start for them. Oh, like KCP Kuzma or Denny yeah. Rui. Um, and then Thomas Bryan, our boy TB at center. Um, with Montrez Harrell probably TV. being the sixth man. Um, that's an okay team, Tom. That's a 10th seed. 
But the Nets getting That's... the Nets getting Davis Bertans back is very nice for them, Con. How do they the rich just get richer, don't they? Is that is that how it the feels like works? I've heard that you ever play Catan, Con? Once or twice. Feels like you know, like times. why why do teams even do business with the Nets? You know. Yeah, like this should like this is like, at the point where like the rest of the board should just be like, all right, we're not trading to this asshole. Yeah, points like they should just the cross game. them out automatically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, that's I, my. I don't care that you're offering me four wheat. I don't want it from you. But um, is there a team you would really like to see Dinwiddie on, Con? Yeah, I have to point out that was a bad analogy because in Catan you can trade four to one at any point in the game. Yeah, so nobody would I, ever offer you. I just didn't even want to acknowledge it. But, yeah, but uh, I just wanted the extra emphasis. All right, moving on. What was your question? Is there an ideal team you see for Spencer Dinwiddie, Colin? No. I don't think that there's a specific team to me that stands out as this is where Spencer Dinwiddie needs to go because he's he's not unproven, but he's a point guard that can get his. He can create a shot, and I think that's valuable in a lot of places. So I think it really just depends who's available, how much money he's he's getting on this market, because I think it'll be kind of a crapshoot, especially missing this whole year um and yeah so i like the wizards i think that makes some sense uh the knicks is as much as we've crapped on them i think that's a good spot for him um julius randall is julius mm-hmm. randall clearly you know tom thibodeau is a phenomenal regular season coach uh and to me outside of that you know what about the timberwolves no, I'd feel bad for Spencer Dinwiddie, honestly. Wait, does does Edwards play the shooting guard? Yeah, him and D'Lo are their yeah, back. Never mind. Yeah, 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 never mind, never mind. I mean, I, I like yeah, him to I the Mavs. Put him in the shooting guard. Keep the ball in Luca's hands. He's just always that off-ball it. playmaking threat. I don't hate it, but he's not a three-point shooter. His yeah. best three-point shooting season, like, right, so in seasons where he's taken more than two attempts a game, his best shooting season was 32.5%. No, it's 33%, which is not great at all. No, not very good at all. So I think that's what I, – I like DeMar – as the, the second scoring option more than I like Dinwiddie as the mm-hmm. second scoring option. But he's going to come at a cheaper price. Like, we know that. So, yeah. if the Mavs do strike out in DeMar, I like him there. Um, trying to rack my brain. Uh, I think that the Bulls, uh, not to spoil the guy we're going to talk about next, are, are going to get Lonzo. We'll just been tweeting about that. If that doesn't happen, you know, <laughs> Dinwiddie could go there. We need a point guard. Um... Outside of those teams, uh, I'm struggling to think of, like, who is not necessarily in win-now mode, but, like, will wants to be in win-now mode in, like, two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, let's get into Lonzo, Colin. I want to talk about that, boy. We've been calling this for 
since what December con? <laughs> it was like I thought that was the trade that Woj was going to tweet about at the deadline, mm-hmm. and instead we got Vooch, which was sick. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, Lonzo in this last year, like he's figured out his three point shot. He is a phenomenal playmaker. I think that on a team that doesn't have Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, I think he has a little bit more freedom to shoot. And then you, you don't pair him with Eric Bledsoe, who plays the exact same game as Lonzo. Not the exact same game, but they played the exact same role. So his assist numbers were way down last year just because of that. Mm-hmm. I think that we are going to get him um, like a four-year, $20 million contract, which I am stoked about. Yeah, I, I think that's a fantastic contract, Con. You're basically paying him the same amount Mike Conley's making. Um, my only my only concern is, Con, is that, you know, the Pelicans want Kyle Lowry, right? They're willing to throw all the money they have at Kyle Lowry. If he doesn't end up with him, Con, and the Bulls put in a, an official offer of $20 mil a year for Lonzo... I think there's a I think there's a pretty realistic world where Lonzo just stays with the Pelicans and they match that offer. So oh, here's what I'll say: the Bulls uh, made or made or are going to make Larry Markin an offer to make him a restricted free agent, and I could see a double sign in trade there, where both I would love that sign and then we swap. And I think that they'll they'll get similar price points, like maybe Markin and is a little bit less, but I, I think that that is a possibility. Yeah. I, I want to see Lonzo in Chicago so badly, Colin. Um, you know, the, the New Orleans front office does mm-hmm. not respect Galonzo at all, one bit. Um, he's a really good fucking player, Colin, and I think Chicago would love that man, and I think he fits in pretty perfectly with the team. You know, a pure playmaker and defensive guard next to Zach Levine. And he's just there to simply make plays, Colin, make everyone's life easier. And I think, oh, he would be so nice for you guys. Yeah, we don't have to have makeshift point guard Kobe White or Thomas, Thomas Sadoransky running. Oh. <laughs> um, oh. The next guy I, I wanted to Thomas talk about. I saw Thomas playing some uh, Olympics basketball the other day. So How was he doing? Shout out him. He was on the court. Olympic Sadoransky, probably a whole different beast, you know? Dude, I think he was putting up 30 again. Oh my god. Um, we don't have 30, that much 20, time 10. left, Colin, but I did want to talk about John okay. Collins for a second. Um, probably yeah. the most hot restricted free agent this year. And at the beginning of the season, we saw him turn down a four year, $90 million contract from the Hawks, Colin. And that was clearly the best decision of his career he's made so far yet, Colin. And he's eligible, Colin. Seriously. He's eligible to sign a four-year, $125 million contract, um, just making around $31.5 million a year. And there's teams that possess the cap to offer that, Colin. And I think I think the Hawks inevitably are going to have to match that, Colin, whatever another team offers around that 30 mil mark. Mm-hmm. Just because of the playoff run they just had, John Collins played a key part in that. But I do think that will be one of the worst decisions the Hawks ever make as a front office. And I like John Collins as a player, Colin, but paying him $31 million a year, that's not how you're going to win a championship. Um, I don't know if the worst decision they can make as a front office is necessarily the right analysis, because I think he could be an all-star. I think he can play at an all-star caliber level. 
I think that he provides great rim protection. I think he runs the floor really well, works phenomenally in that pick-and-roll game, uh, and matches up really well with Clint Capella. But you're right, $31 million would be a drastic overpay. That's so much money. Um, would you, what do you think is a fair deal? In my mind, I'm like, uh, four years, 25. That's perfect. That's, that's amazing. I'd, I'd, I'd do that any day of the week. That's the number that immediately came to my head when you asked. All right. Well, we made it. Uh, <laughs> I know we only have a couple minutes left. I'm, I'm just going to hit you with some names. Uh, tell me where you think they go. Um, Norman Powell. Mavs. Or Blazers. Okay, if Mavs strike out, if Mavs can't get who they want, Mavs. If Mavs get mm-hmm. DeMar, Blazers. All right, Kelly Olenek. Mm, fuck, that's a hard one. Heat, just because I want him to go back there. <laughs> yeah. All right, send him back. Uh, Patty Mills. Uh, Hornets. All right, and I'm going to end it on this podcast favorite player, Rashawn Holmes. Kings. Even though I, I wanted to go Rashawn to the Hornets. Hornets but they signed. He could, I think he belongs on just about like half the league would take yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, he's sadly oh. going to go back to the Kings. Uh, I hate that. Pew. All right, Noah. Well, this has been a fun episode. Uh, I love free agency, so... Yes, sir. Uh, it, it will not be ended tomorrow uh, by any stretch of the imagination, so we'll be able to update throughout. Yeah. And yeah, and then we can start we can kind of low-key start to think about fantasy content coming up. Yeah, it's just around the corner, honestly. Um, I'm so pumped, dude. Yeah, expect another episode sometime out this week recapping so far what happened in free agency. But that's another episode of Bench Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast. And we'll see you boys soon. See ya. See ya.